Hey, legends, you know, none of our interviews or episodes ever date, ever. They are all timeless and ready for you for when you're ready to listen. Download the lot and rip in. This episode is proudly presented by Oxworks, Australia's largest family-owned fencing supplier and manufacturer. Your local Oxworks offers an extensive range of top-quality fencing solutions, glass and aluminium pool fencing, genuine colour-bond steel fencing, slat fencing and laser-cut screens, custom architectural panels and gates. They've got it. No matter if you're a DIY enthusiast or the experienced trade customer, Oxworks has you covered. Shop and browse through the hundreds of quality products online at oxworks.com.au. Even better, visit one of their stores in Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria or WA. Thanks, Oxworks, for your awesome support. It's Dream Team time on Andy Raymond Unfiltered once again. We're lucky enough to have one of the game's finest a mate of mine for 30-something years, and I can call him this. He is one of the biggest pests I know. He played 46 test matches for his country, the great Gary Freeman. How are you, legend? Yeah, I'm good, Andy. I think my wife still thinks I'm a pest too, so I think that's quite well known that side of it. Oh, I love it. This will be like two children yeah. uh, giggling this podcast. Mate, when you look back at the career, what's... The highlight, there were many, but does one particular game or accolade stand out? Yeah, mate, the, the first test match you ever played for your country. Yep. Um, played at the Sydney Cricket Ground. I didn't think I'd actually be selected and Lowy decided to chuck me in the deep end and let me have a run. Um, I was a bit confusing, though, because I thought that Lowy was going to give me, like, you know, good talking to her about what you got to do and got to do this and do that. And and oh, I think I was doing my hair and he said, oh, look, mate, you should go and have a another look in the mirror. I said, oh, why is that for, Lowy? He goes, well, because when you come off after this game, you won't be able to recognise yourself. <laughs> I don't know whether they give him the jersey back or yeah. stop doing my hair. I said, oh, I said really? Mm. And then he's given a team talk and he says, right, Mark, what would you like to say? And Mark Graham's not even there. He's out the back having a cigarette before the kickoff. Wow. <laughs> well, I'm just going, what? <laughs> Where is he? <laughs> so, you know, it was a, oh. a special introduction into how – those blokes got ready for a game of football. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when you're on tour, you start to sort of like take notice of what they do and you think yep. that'll make you play better. Uh, Mark Graham used to have like pancakes and ice cream before a game. Oh, mate, I, I played some terrible games on pancakes and ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> so so you know, I, I actually quickly learned that you um, you, you, you got to be yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the steak and, and chips was my my go-to. Yep. It, it didn't make me any play any better, but um, – uh, neither did my undies or my socks. If I wore them the different way, that was all just rubbish. You just uh, got to find what works for you, doesn't no, it? No, I just, yeah. just yeah, turn up. It, I think it was uh, when I left Balmain, I went over to um, Roosters, um, never got strapped for any games, um, just get a massage. Wow. Um, and then just jump on the field. Um, and, and that worked for me. Jack just said, look, I want you to do this, uh, Gary, and I'd go, okay. So I was the boss and I just did what I want. Coaches trusted you with that. They trusted you to be the boss. Yes, you played what was in front of you, but you could follow a game plan to a T. And, mate, to be honest, there is not many number sevens that, that had the ability to be able to do both but know when to do both. Yeah, look, I think what it comes back to, I had, a, I was very, very lucky that Balmain took me on 
back in 88. Mm. Uh, then Warren Ryan had just come in there. Um, uh, and Warren will back me up here. We didn't actually see eye to eye. I didn't agree with yep. everything he he was trying to do because he was trying to be so structured that I actually went away from doing what I was doing. I, yep. I, to be brutally honest, I would come home with a book full of notes and plays and where I should stand and oh. what I should do here and what I should do there. And then one day I just said to my wife, I just said, look, you know, I'm done with this. I'm just yeah. going to go out there and play some footy. You know what, if that's not good enough, then bad luck, you mm. know. I still took notice of where we're going to be and what moves we're going to do, yep. but if I just saw a chip or whatever, yep. I just went for it. I don't think it actually um, um, hurt me in the end because no. of what happened, but the first first game I played, uh, that was against um, Norse. Second week I got dropped against Para, and I was in reserve grade, I think, for I think just on 12 weeks. Wow. So I actually – I went to Keith Barnes and I actually said to him, look, just give me five games in first grade. If I'm no good, just release me and I'll go. I'm happy to do that, you know. And then he said, oh, you have to speak to the coach. So I went to Warren. I said the same thing. I said five, went down to three, went down to one. Um, and I just, said, I just said, mate, just give me a chance. Just let me – I know I'm better than the bloke you got in there. Just yeah. let me have a crack. Um, they must have had a discussion that night because the, the next day I went to training and I was in the side. Um, <laughs> the crazy part about it, played one game and then um, got picked for New Zealand the following week, so I was missing for another three weeks after that. So, But I came back and I went straight back into the side. Um, wow. But, yeah, but yeah, a lot of people don't realise uh, a lot of stuff that you, you probably from New Zealand, you come over here and you you try things and you're just mm. your own person sometimes. And, it, it, you know, there was still a lot of structure back then. Yep. Um, but, you know, if you didn't do what you were told half the – if you were doing things that were going to not benefit the team, you were in reserve grade. So, yeah, you're you in know. reserve grade with so, a kick yeah. up the arse. No, that's what happened. Mate, I've got plenty of them. <laughs> yeah, haven't we all? <laughs> mate, picking your dream team uh, is your difficult. Oh, mate, honestly, I was racking my brain about the, the blokes I play with – um, the guys I've seen play, yep. um, and you know, I, I was, I was, I'm quite lucky because I was a mad follower of rugby league, and, and when I was old enough to actually get out there and watch and go okay. to test matches. Yeah. So the first ever game I saw was probably I don't know if you remember the game as Australia versus um, New Zealand, Carlaw Park. I think John Rebo scored the winning try on the left hand wing. I can still remember that sort of stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, and I go there, and there'd be twenty thousand people there, yeah. and and in the old days, I hope my dad doesn't mind me saying this, but in the old days, they'd all drink outside the ground. Yep. Drinking the big quart bottles, yeah. and they'd bring a crap. Crate and they'd drink out of the crates and then they'd sit there and drink them. Then they go into Carlaw Park, then watch the game. Yeah. Well, these guys are still drinking, so was my dad. So I just grabbed my ticket and went and stood by myself because that's how much I love the game. Yeah. I said, you know, and when I saw that game and I saw them play Great Britain and all these other games, yeah. I said, this is what I want to do. I want to do this, but I want to do something different in the game yep. and have people that want to come behind and follow and all that sort of stuff, you know. And I, I did some crazy things while I was playing for New Zealand, but getting dressed up in dresses and doing TV yeah. stuff and yeah. all like that. It was just to show the people, you know, we are normal. Mm. We, you know, we're out there doing our best. You know, that's that's what I wanted to be. We spoke recently with yeah. uh, Kurt Sorensen. He recalled that test where John Rebo scored the try with under a minute to go. But he 30 also, seconds, mate. Yeah, he also said... 
the week later was, I think, 18 18 nil, nil by the Kiwis. And Clayton French scored a try. He went through the middle of the scrum. Yep. I'll never forget this. Went through the middle of the scrum, scored. Uh, Kevin Tammany had one of the, the best games, best wow. games I saw, mate, just tough, you know, just – and Kurt did too, you know. He, he was – he was a tough bugger. Oh, yeah. Scary. <laughs> Very scary. I told him he gave me nightmares as a kid. And he, he <laughs> I just imagine what he did to the opposition. <laughs> yeah. Okay, mate, let's start with our fullback. Oh, Who have we got at number one? Okay, I've got Daryl Williams. I, I, Daryl, the way he played, he came over and he played in a tough time and come to Manly. Yeah. He's one of the few Kiwis that come over early, early yeah. stages. Uh, a, a player on the wing, um, I've got Ding Bell. Yes. I, I think that Dean Bell was probably the most undermissed player that New Zealand's ever had. Yep. He, he could play centre, he could play wing. Uh, he had beautiful pace. I don't know if you remember that try he scored in 82. That was at Lang Park. He did the in and away on Gary Jack, mate. That's was, right, he did too. He did, mate. It was one of the best tries that I've actually seen uh, in, for the Kiwi team, mate. I, 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 I've always rated him. Yep. Um, and I always thought that, without doubt, he was one guy that I thought New Zealand needed to keep uh, through all the years. But they, you know, I think they had a bit of a difference there. Gary Prom, I don't know if you remember Gary Prom. Played centre, played lock forward, played second row, okay. could play hooker. Uh, I got him in the other centre position. Um, so Gaz, look, when you played with this guy, uh, he, he's a bloke. It just could play anywhere. Yep. Didn't matter. And he played for the Roosters. A lot of people don't remember, but he actually played for Roosters and that, but he's a player that once you play with him, you just knew he'd have your back. Yep. Um, the other centre, <laughs> good mate of mine, uh, Jared McCracken. Yeah. I love him. I, I think Crackers scared us and he scared the opposition at the same time. Yep. Mate, he ran hard. He tackled hard. He didn't give an inch and uh, – uh, I, I just think he's one of the – his old man played for the Kiwis too and he's yeah. a known tough yeah. man. Uh, yeah, but he's mother centre. And the other wing, I'm, I'm going to put Kevin Iroh in here. Yep. I think that the, the Beast is a a player that, you know, he he can actually do anything. At the age of 17 yep. coming into New Zealand and playing football there and then making the Kiwis, and his nickname was the Beast and he was, mate. He was, he was one of the greats. He certainly was. Yeah. Uh, Jared McCracken, did you get – your final year of NRL football with Jared at Parramatta? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I played with Crackers there. Yeah. yeah that's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, no, it was pretty good to play with them there because, you know, we, we sort of headed off when he first made it with the Kiwis yep. and that, and I've always kept in contact with him. Um, you know, and he, he's, he's a good lad, good lad. Okay, what about your halves, Wiz? Oh, now this is tough. Yeah, I bet. Because there are some great players that have – in, in the current crop that have gone through. Yep. I'm talking about Benji and Stacey and yeah. all those guys. But then you've got like the, you know, Fred Arcoys and the people that mightn't remember those guys, but I do. And, yeah. and But I've actually gone with Olsen. Yep. I, I think that when he played for the Kiwis, mate, there was no better sight than him just running the ball and bumping Wally off or bumping off other players. Yeah. And, and I played with Olsen too. Yep. So for me it was like, and I, I just think that in, the, in that era – Yes. He, he was the best. Oh, yeah. He was the best. Such a different body shape to any other five-eighth we've seen, but he made it work for him. Well, he, he was he was a, a, a proud proud man. Yeah. Um, and I thought what he gave uh, the people of New Zealand in his gains and when he performed is what they're always after. Yeah. You're exactly right. Support the underdog. Yep. I'm going to go out there and play my best football, and that's what you got out of Olsen, you know. 
I think sometimes the heat may have got to him. <laughs> he's, yeah. He's a bit like me when I first got here, mate. Once the heat gets here, you go, oh, gee. <laughs> <laughs> Who's uh, partnering Olsen in the halves? Well, I, well, what I did, I went with Stacey. Yep. Um, look, you know, I, I picked Stacey. I, I was able to coach Stacey and, and him and I had some real good conversations. But, yeah, I think what he did in the game to play so many games and coming back from so many injuries and all the rest of it, I put him in there. Okay, so the back line is Daryl Williams, Dean Bell, Gary Prom, Jared McCracken, Kevin Iro, Olsen Filipina, and Stacey Jones. This episode is proudly presented by Oxworks, Australia's largest family-owned fencing supplier and manufacturer. Your local Oxworks offers an extensive range of top-quality fencing solutions, glass and aluminium pool fencing, genuine colour-bond steel fencing, slat fencing and laser-cut screens, custom architectural panels and gates. They've got it. No matter if you're a DIY enthusiast or the experienced trade customer, Oxworks has you covered. Shop and browse through the hundreds of quality products online at oxworks.com.au. Even better... Visit one of their stores in Queensland, New South Wales, Victoria or WA. Thanks, Oxworks, for your awesome support. This is Andy Raymond, Unfiltered the Dream Team. We've selected the backs with our guest, the great Gary Freeman. Now it's time for the forwards, mate. What have you got up front? Well, there is one player that... Oh, there's a couple of players in this forward pack, you'd say... If, if they were playing today, <laughs> I don't know if a lot of them will actually finish the game. <laughs> a few so, weeks so, with the yeah, judiciary. Well, let, me, let me just explain this to you. I've got a bloke that everyone will remember at Lang Park, Kevin Tabity. Yep. Um, lucky enough to play with Kevin. Uh, the other number 10 is Jared, uh, Maria Hargraves. Yep. I, I thought those two in the front row... Uh, would be absolutely magnificent to play together. Yeah. And that, that is a... I, I tell you what, there would be some scary players play rugby league, but I think they're in the top five. <laughs> Most <laughs> certainly. Um, you mentioned Kevin Tamady. Yep. That was 85. You missed that by 12 months, Tamady versus Dowling. I was, at the, I was actually at that game. My boss flew me over from New Zealand. He said, I want to take you to this test match because um, I, I was trying to knock on the door for the Kiwis probably from 82 onwards. Yep. Um, Missed out on a tour. They went to England. They took another halfback. Yep. And that, then Clayton was the other halfback. Um, and so, yeah, it was. I sat and I saw Kevin come in the morning mm. to have breakfast. And then he got a dressing down by Graham Lowe. And I think the words were, don't worry, I'm ready. Wow. So that, that was enough for me. Yeah, that's yeah. that's enough reassurance yeah. for anyone. Yeah. Okay, let's go to Hooker, mate. Well, well, I've gone with Isaac Luke, actually. Yeah. I, I think. Over the years, well, look, we've had some great um, hookers. Uh, Richard Swain did a magnificent yeah. job. Uh, but Isaac was – he was different. Mm. Everyone knew he was different. Um, you know, I think that when he played for South was some of his best footy, that's for yeah. sure, mate. I, I, and I've got a lot of lot of time for a bloke uh, like Isaac, small in stature, but, gee, he was a he was good player. I loved him. And the, the irony is Isaac now works in conjunction with your son Chris, is that yeah, right? Yeah, at Marston State yeah. High. They're in the rugby league uh, program up there, looking after the young kids and all the rest of it. So, yeah, it's, it's interesting that I got to watch Isaac play and then now my son's working with him yeah. as a school teacher. Really cool. Okay, second row. Oh, you're going to love this second row. Kurt Sorensen and without – and he's passed now as Quinton Pongia. Yeah. Yeah, I, look, Quinton could play front row if he wanted to, but I just thought – 
Kurt Sorensen to me, he got picked to play for New Zealand when he was 17. Which is incredible. But in that era. In the 70s. Yep. That's you you gotta be tough. And yeah. you, you gotta have some skill. Yeah. Um went over to England, played a lot of football over here, over there, but he also played for Cronulla and Roosters here. Yep. Uh so they are my two second rows. And Quinton, one of the toughest blokes I've come across. Yeah. And lucky enough to play with him. Um due to the fact that he, I tried to get him to come to Balmain. Instead of Canberra. Instead of Canberra. Yeah. And I spoke to him the night. I was doing my book launch in New Zealand. And I said, mate, will you come to, come to Balmain? He said, I made a decision. I'm already going to Canberra. So we were that close to getting Quinn to come to Balmain at that stage, which is – and I've got to say this, McCracken, I spoke to him too about coming to the Tigers, and he went to the Bulldogs. Gee, how life could have been different. Mate. A couple of young – Bulls in the squad. Oh, scary. Very scary. Very mate. good mates those two boys were. Yeah, but uh, I, I think Quentin, what he did bring to the game was just that toughness about, like, give yeah. it here and I'll show you the way forward, you know. And a guy from all reports was just as tough on the training paddock and would show the way. Yep. If you were doing a tackling drill, he's going 100% yeah. to show you. Yeah, that this, this is, is how it's got to be done. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think that's the one thing I learned. When, when you go to a, uh, uh, a camp, everyone is a little bit different. Some don't like going hard at training. Yep. I didn't really. I like training hard. Yep. But when it comes to tackling and all that, I'll, I'll save myself for the game. Yeah. I, I don't want to tackle too many people. I don't want to make many tackles anyway. <laughs> it doesn't matter much. But, yeah, I just thought that, you know, Quinton was one of those guys that as a young guy that come mm. in and he come in with a, another young guy called Brent Stewart, front row from Christchurch, um, and they okay. played their first test match and they were really, really quiet in the in those times, you everyone had, gave everyone a bit of a hard time mm. and mucking around, um, but they they were like you know no one gives us a hard time because we'll bash us up. Yeah. <laughs> so it was it was short lived. Yeah, we're tougher than you. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Speaking of tough, I've got an idea on your thirteen, but who have you selected? Oh yeah, Mark Graham. Yeah, without doubt, without doubt, just yeah. an absolute leader of men. I had the privilege of sitting down with Mark. And doing a legend series interview, I don't know how you can be such a decent human, such a sweetheart, but such a tough son of a bitch all, all into one. Mate, he he typified what every Kiwi player wanted to be like yep. when they saw him. When he ran out on the field, I still remember the Carlaw Park playing against Australia, Kurt Sorensen and, and then Dane and then I think Mark come out after that and everyone just in the whole crowd just went, wow, yeah. have a look at the size of him. Like he he was so developed, yep. like muscles everywhere and he was just one of those guys. Everyone just went, we've got something special here and that's mm. why he got named in the Legends team of the, yep. the top hundred uh, top team in the 100 years yep. and, you know, and so he should have. The Gary Freeman Dream Team, Daryl Williams, Dean Bell, Gary Prom, Jared McCracken, Kevin Iro, Olsen Philippina, Stacey Jones, Kevin Tamady, Isaac Luke, and Jared Warrior Hargreaves are the front row. Kurt Sorensen, Quentin Pongia are the second rowers, and Mark Graham is the lock forward. You are not going to get a forward pack much tougher than that. Well, there's I, I did name a a seventeen because we had only our seventeen oh, okay. players. So I actually ch- I was going to chuck in Brendan Tudor. I, yeah, he's. Um, <laughs> I had my first sort of uh, get together, you might say, with Brendan. Was on the field in Greymouth, and uh, he'd been chasing me for the uh, around the field a couple of times. Yeah, um, and then our coach said that. Um, 
Bob Bailey said at halftime, he said, mate, if, if, if anyone hits Gary and got a licence to hit him back. Yep. Um, I woke up on the ground. Um, I was actually playing the ball, so I don't know how I, I, he hit me from at, when I went to walk away. And then when I looked over, he was asleep beside me. So a guy called Paddy Tumavavi had put one yes. straight on to the chief. Paddy Tumavavi put one on his chin and he was beside me and I was laying there. The pair of you. Yeah, and then we both got sent to Sidman. <laughs> I just went to the ref and said, why am I going? <laughs> you got sent to the Sidman. I got sent and I played the ball. And Jeez. I just went, uh, anyway, so look, I think... Toddy's in there without doubt for what he went through when he came over and played at Canberra and the Gold Coast. Yep. Hugh McGahn, Nelson, a Sof- Solomona. Yep. Um, and I'll put Toots in there because he'd last 10 minutes, I reckon, now. Toots. Uh, maybe yeah. five. Maybe five. <laughs> <laughs> maybe five. He was the one that. Uh, Took it upon himself for a couple of series there between Australia and New Zealand <laughs> just to annihilate as many green and gold jerseys as he could. Yes, yes. He went after the king, didn't he? Oh, I think he went after everyone. Yeah. It didn't matter if you had the ball, you didn't have the ball. <laughs> Always a pleasure catching up, legend. A cracking dream team. Appreciate your time. All right, brother. That's it for another edition of Andy Raymond Unfiltered. This is what our off-season looks like because the footy talk... It never stops. Early in the week, we release a podcast titled Debut Day, speaking to current and former players about the first time they stepped foot onto an NRL field. Midweek, it's the best of podcast. Interview highlights with some of the biggest names the game has ever seen. We've got immortals, blokes that should be immortals, test captains, origin superstars, premiership winners, and a whole lot more. These are the best footy stories you will ever hear. Weekends, our Dream Team series continues. We love it, we know you do too, so we get to continue the arguments over who is the best 13 ever. This is the only footy podcast that talks with the superstars and not about them every single episode. Three episodes weekly, all off-season. Make sure you come back soon, legends.